All right, everybody, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Welcome to Valley Creek. I am so glad that you are here with us today and whatever campus you're at, maybe you're in Denton or Flower Mound, Louisville or the venue watching or listening online somewhere in the world. We are so glad that you are here with us today because today we're here to celebrate the name of Jesus that he came for us and whether this is your first time here, maybe you haven't been in a while, maybe you've left and recently come back, maybe you're here every single week and it really doesn't matter. I am so glad that you are here. And what I want you to know is that hope is here, everyone is welcome, and Jesus changes everything. Hope is here, everyone is welcome, and Jesus changes everything. You see, it's Christmas. Come on, it's Christmas. It's Christmas. Parties and presents and lights and fun and trees and decorations and family and friends and celebration. It's Christmas, the most wonderful time of the year, a time full of awe and wonder. And there's something about Christmas that every year draws us back. There's something almost supernatural in Christmas that every year draws us back home. Like you can go the whole year and you cannot think much about it. You can go the whole year and not think much about God. But it's amazing how when we get to Christmas, there's something about us that draws us back. Do you ever wonder why? Like, what is it in Christmas that draws us back? Or maybe a better question to ask is really just this. What is Christmas? Like it's celebrated all over the world. And if we would just even ask all of us just sitting in this room today, what is Christmas? There would be so many different answers. But like, like what is Christmas? And maybe a better question is, what is Christmas to you? In fact, I hope lots of you got an invitation from somebody in our church that just on the front says Christmas is and has a bunch of different sayings on it. But like, like what is Christmas to you? Maybe you'd say Christmas is parties and presents. Or maybe Christmas is family and friends. Or maybe to you, Christmas is a much needed break from life. Maybe Christmas is overwhelming and stressful. Maybe it's depressing and lonely for some of you. Maybe you feel like Christmas is a holiday or a religious event or a religious experience. I, I don't know, what is Christmas to you? And whatever your answer is, it's so much bigger than that. You see, Christmas is when everything changed. Christmas is when love came down and hope rose up and peace was released. Christmas is when Jesus made a way. In other words, Christmas is when God interrupted humanity with grace. That's what Christmas is. Christmas is this great interruption that changed everything. It's when light interrupted darkness. It's when hope interrupted despair. It's when grace interrupted sin. It's when peace interrupted chaos. It's when love interrupted fear. Christmas is when God interrupted humanity with his grace and changed everything. And yet, and yet if we're honest, we don't like interruptions, do we? Come on, there ain't a one of us in this room that likes to be interrupted. You don't like to be interrupted on your work. You don't like to be interrupted when you're cruising through your phone. Isn't it annoying when you're cruising through your phone and somebody's calling you? You're like, stop interrupting me. I'm busy. 
We don't like to be interrupted when we're having conversation, when we're talking, when we're going places. We don't like when life interrupts us from our life. Yes? Yeah. And then every once in a while, there's an interruption that's amazing. And it changes everything. That's Christmas. You see, Galatians chapter 4, one of the most important Christmas verses that maybe you've never heard of in the Bible. Here's what it says. You're like, I'm not sure this is a Christmas passage. Oh, yes, it is. But when the right time came, God sent his son, Jesus, born of a woman under the law. God sent him to buy freedom for us who were slaves to the law so that he could adopt us as his very own children. It's one of the most important Christmas verses in all of the Bible. And it says, but when the right time came, in other words, God is never late and he is never early. He's right on time. He wasn't too late for the people who waited thousands of years for the coming Savior. And he wasn't too early for you born 2000 years after the Savior had come. He was right on time. And he came at just the right time and sent his son, Jesus, Jesus, the baby born in a manger. The God of heaven stepped out of heaven, took on humanity, was born as a human, born in a manger, born to come and walk among us, to move into our neighborhood with grace and truth, born of a woman. And this is so important under the law. This is the part of Christmas that we often forget and we often miss, but this is so important. You say, what is the law? The law is just God's standard. It's God's expectations. It's God's commands for how we as humans are supposed to live. And if we keep the law, we maintain a relationship with God. But the law is all about what you have to do. If you think of just the Ten Commandments for a moment, it's, it's all about you and your behavior. You are the focus. Like, you shall have no other gods. You shall not take the Lord's name in vain. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not lie. You shall not steal. You shall not covet. It's all about you and your behavior. In other words, the law says this. If you obey, then God will bless you. If you obey and get it right, then you and God can have a relationship. And so under the law, we try, man. We perform and we strive and we struggle. We put everything we got into it, but we know we never get it really all the way right. It's kind of like some of you are trying to buy a Christmas present for someone in your life and you put a lot of effort into it. And when you give it to them, you're still not sure it's going to hit the mark. <laughs> that might hit a little closer to home for some of us than others. You see, under the law, that's kind of how we live with God, isn't it? We try and we struggle and we strive, but we're never really sure we've done enough. And so Jesus came. And what we forget is that the baby in a manger grew up and he came to live under the law. In other words, he came to fulfill everything that ever has been or ever will be required from you. He came to walk in our shoes and where we were tempted and failed, he was victorious. And where we struggled and missed it, he got it right. In other words, he did everything that was ever going to be required or demanded from you. He fulfilled the law and he satisfied the consequences of us breaking the law. The baby in a manger became the man on the cross who was buried and rose again and is now the spirit of resurrection. In other words, Jesus came under the law so you and I could now live under grace. 
You say, what's grace? Grace is undeserved favor. It's forgiveness and freedom. And grace is not about what you have to do. Grace is all about what Jesus has done. Under grace, you are no longer the focus. God and what he did is the focus. In other words, instead of you shall fill in the blank, God says, I, I will forgive their wickedness and remember their sins no more. I will be their God and they will be my people. I will come near to them and change everything. I will make a way. You see, the law demands everything from you, but it offers nothing to you. Jesus offers everything to you and demands nothing from you. Jesus came under the law so you and I could live under grace, so that you and I could be adopted and become children, so we wouldn't have to live as spiritual orphans, performing, striving, struggling, achieving, so we could finally come back home. That's why Christmas calls to you every single year. This is why the next verse, 2 Corinthians says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old is gone, the new is come. In other words, for anyone who believes in Jesus and what he has done, it's a new creation. Christmas changed everything. Forgived our sins, canceled our debt, credited our account and transformed our identity. And now the old is gone. What's the old? The old is the law or religion. The go- what's gone is performing, striving, Struggling, earning, achieving, trying to gain approval, trying to become significant. And the new has come. What's the new? Acceptance, freedom, peace, joy, significance, approval. Never wondering where you stand with God ever again. See, Christmas changed everything. And it's kind of like, you know, like, like this week it, it's Christmas and Christmas is going to change everything. For a lot of us, we've spent weeks. Some of us have spent months getting ready for Christmas. Some of you before Halloween even came, your lights were already up. You're getting the tree out and the decorations and we're buying presents and we're wrapping them and we're planning food and family and fun. And then Christmas is going to come and we're going to have a great day and all this stuff is going to happen. And then what's right after Christmas? The new year. Isn't it interesting that right after Christmas is a new year? New beginnings, fresh starts, second chance. See, that's a physical picture of a spiritual truth. The new year and a new beginning isn't just a day on a calendar, like just because it's a day and something changes on a piece of paper that you flip. Like, like that that doesn't give you a fresh start. No, no, it's Christmas. It's that Jesus came and made a way and grace interrupted your life, allows you to have a second chance, a fresh start and a new beginning. And what do we need to do? believe. Check this out. The work of God is this, to believe. The only work that God puts on you is that you would believe. Believe in what? In the one he has sent. That Jesus is who he says he is and did what he said he did. The only thing God expects from you now to live under grace is faith. But faith is a whole lot harder than we care to admit, isn't it? Faith, or, or maybe you can just translate the word trust in there. But, but what's interesting is you have more faith than you realize. 
You have faith or trust in all kinds of things. You might have faith in money. You might have faith in your performance. You might have faith in your hands and your ability. You might have faith in your looks. You might have faith in your good deeds. The only problem is at some point in time, all of those things are going to let you down. The question is, is do you have faith or trust in the right thing? And we're not the only ones who have struggled with it. See, the whole Christmas story, everybody struggled with it. When the angel shows up and tells Mary she's going to bring the Savior to the world, she says, how can this be? She had doubt. And then we look at the wise men. The wise men were on a quest to discover truth. The shepherds were incredibly skeptical. And then there is Joseph. If anybody doubted, it was Joseph. I mean, come on, man. The guy's got his whole life planned. He's going to marry his girl. They got a, a little house they're going to have. And he's got his little business he's going to build. I mean, he's got his whole life planned. And then all of a sudden, he finds out she's pregnant through the Holy Spirit and the Savior of the world. <laughs> Come on. You want to talk about doubt? Look what it says. But after he had considered this, Joseph is wrestling in his mind and in his heart. Could this really be? An angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid. Don't be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. You want to talk about a divine interruption. This is an interruption of grace. Joseph didn't earn it or deserve it, but God pulled him out and interrupted his life with grace. And Joseph had two choices. He could have leaned in by faith or he could have leaned out with doubt. And that's exactly where you and I sit today. See, every one of us has come in here today for Christmas and we are considering in our minds and in our hearts, what is Christmas? Who is Jesus? Why does this all matter? And like Joseph, I believe God is coming and he's speaking to you today. Only he speaks in so many different ways. For some of you, he was speaking to you when you pulled in the parking lot. Maybe he was speaking to you through the music. For some of you, he was speaking to you through the video. Some of you, he was speaking to you through, through the people that you came with. Some of you, he's speaking to you through the atmosphere and the environment that you came into. Some of you, he's speaking to you through his word or through the message. Some of you, he's just speaking to you and something inside of you is emotionally stirring and you don't even know why. And there's little tears in your eyes. And it's God coming to you saying, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. I've come to change everything and make a way. My name is Jesus and I'm here to save you. Save you. Save you, heal you, make you whole. You save from what? From sins, from missing the mark, from the law, the burden, the weight, the pressure, the things that crush us and keep us down. I've come to save you and set you free. You see, Romans chapter 3 says, For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Listen, don't get all stressed out about this word. We get all stressed out and we're like, some of you right now, you're like, see, there it is. I knew it was coming. No, no, you don't know what's coming. 
The word sin literally just means to miss the mark. It's like shooting at a target and missing. That's all it means is to miss the mark. And every one of us in this room knows inherently that on our own we miss the mark. We miss the mark and look, fall short of the glory of God. Catch it, man. If you fall short of the glory of God, you know what it means? It means you were made to live in the glory of God. It means you were made to live in the grace of God, the goodness of God, the abundance of God, the eternity of God. And Jesus, when we miss the mark, comes and lifts us up and says, hey, I have changed everything and made a way. Come on, there's hope for you. There's hope for you. You're not too far gone. You haven't gone too far out there. You haven't been gone too long. You haven't messed up too bad. You haven't disappeared for too long in time. No, no, no. There is hope for you. No matter where you've been or what you've done or how you feel or what you walk in here with today, the grace of Jesus is coming to interrupt your life and change everything. You see, one last verse for you. It's one of the most famous verses of the Christmas story. Angel talking to the shepherds and says, the angel says to them, do not be afraid. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid of what's happening in your marriage or the sickness in your body or the financial pressure that you're under or the relationship where it's at with your parents or your kids. Or don't be afraid of the, of the storm in your soul and the anxiety and the depression and the who am I and what will my future be and how will I deal with Don't be afraid. Why? Because I bring you good news. What's good news? The good news is that Christmas changed everything. The good news is that Jesus stepped out of heaven, became a baby in a manger to become a man on a cross to give his life, to die and be buried and rise again three days later so he could become the spirit of resurrection to restore our identity, reconcile our relationship with God, redeem our purpose so that we no longer ever have to live under the law. We now, or religion, we now get to live under grace and God's goodness. And when you catch that, it will bring great joy and peace in your heart because that is for all the people are you part of all the people then this is true for you today in the town of David or today in Valley Creek Church a savior named Jesus has come to you today in Valley Creek Church Jesus has come to interrupt your life with his grace. Christmas is when Jesus changed everything. The only question is, is will you let him change everything for you? Will you let him interrupt your life? The problem is that sometimes pride says, I don't need a savior. You sure about that? Control says, I'll do it my way. You realize control is an illusion anyways. Fear says, I don't know what's going to happen. Don't be afraid. And foolishness says, I'll get around to it later. No, today is the day of salvation. So will you let him interrupt your life? Will you let him interrupt your chaos with his peace? Will you let him interrupt your despair with his hope?
Will you let him interrupt your darkness with his light? Will you let him interrupt your past with his future? Will you let him interrupt your shame with his grace, with your failures, with his freedom? Will you let him interrupt your life and change everything? So here's what I wanna invite you to do. Will you grab your candle? Wherever it is, if you'll just pull that out. And parents, if you can help us, if you've got kids here to make sure that everybody does it safely. And what we're going to do in a moment is I'm going to light the first candle and then we're going to pass it on person to person and it's going to go all the way to the back of the room. And the reason we do that is because it's a picture to symbolize that on that first Christmas, Jesus came down, the light of the world interrupted the darkness of the world and changed everything. And what'll happen is, is in a moment, the candle will get to you. And when the lit candle gets to you, you're gonna have to bend your candle to the flame. You don't bend the lit candle to the person sitting next to you. No, the person with the unlit candle bends theirs to the flame. Why? Because Jesus doesn't bend to us we bend to him. Jesus doesn't submit and surrender to us. We submit and surrender to him. And so when that gets to you, you get a choice. As you light your candle, the choice is to let it be more than a candle. The choice is to say, Jesus, would you interrupt my life with your grace? Because I need a savior. I'm so tired of trying to figure out where I stand. I'm so tired of performing and striving and looking for approval and significance. I'm so tired of this brokenness and this shame and this pain. Interrupt my life with your grace. So we're gonna pass it person to person because that's how the light of Jesus travels. You see, without Jesus, everything is dark. That's it. That's all you got. A life of darkness and despair, a life of discouragement and defeat. But then Jesus came, the light of the world, to shift and change everything. God stepped out of heaven to interrupt our darkness with his light. Christmas is when Jesus changed everything. The only question left is, will you let him change everything for you? The light of the world has come to interrupt our darkness.